0: This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network.
1: $5,000. Find an application at nowdecatur.com. Deadline is April 3rd. Last Friday, Richland employees and the community collected more than $750 and more than 500 items for local organizations as part of Richland Gives Back Day. The college started Richland Gives Back Day as a celebration of 50 years of changing lives in the Decatur community. Read more at nowdecatur.com. For more stories, podcasts, and videos, visit NowDecatur.com. Like all presidents, he
2: says the state of our nation is strong. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. We
3: have to be the nation we've always been at our best. Optimistic, hopeful, forward-looking. And President Biden's touted economic progress. We have more to do. But here at home, inflation is coming down. And he called for unity.
2: But the president was at times challenged by House Republicans over his assertion GOP lawmakers aim to slash Social Security and Medicare.
3: I'm not politely not naming them, but it's being proposed by some of you.
2: Look. Republican leaders have insisted cuts to the entitlement programs are not part of spending reforms sought as part of a debt limit agreement. Now, the Arkansas governor, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, gave the Republican response.
1: From out-of-control inflation and violent crime to the dangerous border crisis and threat from China, Biden and the Democrats have failed you.
2: Speaking of China... We seek competition, not
4: conflict. He
2: did not mention the Chinese spy balloon shot down Saturday, but the president said we will protect our country.
1: In a robust response, Beijing saying the relationship must not be wholly defined by competition, warning the U.S. it would not be responsible to try to hold China back.
2: Fox's Jonathan Savage, the president also led a standing ovation for Ukraine's ambassador, saying we'll stand with them against Russia for as long as it takes. We united NATO. We built a global
3: coalition. We stood against Putin's aggression.
2: It's now up to over 11,000 people dead. An earthquake devastated Turkey and Syria. That's someone else rescued alive as crews keep sifting through the rubble. A historic shot on a basketball court in L.A. The NBA's
4: all-time scoring record
2: now belongs to LeBron James. And the call on TNT is LeBron James passed the all-time scoring leader Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who is watching courtside. America's listening to Fox
5: News. Now I've told you about how Relief Factor helped me with my aches and pains. Let me tell you about Haven in Texas. Haven writes, I'm taking Relief Factor from my shoulder and lower back, and it works. No more pain. My husband started taking Relief Factor for his upper back and hip and didn't think it was working until he ran out and realized the pain was coming back. Relief Factor just works. We are so happy it's working for you and your husband like it does for thousands of others across America. Relief Factor is a 100% drug-free solution developed by doctors to help your body attack the underlying inflammation causing pain. What activity would you like to be doing again? Your first step to becoming pain-free could just be to order the three-week quick start for only 19.95. After trying Relief Factor, over a half a million people have gone on to order more. Go to relieffactor.com or call Eight hundred for relief. To find out more about this offer, that's eight hundred for relief. Live your best life and feel the difference with Relief Factor.
2: The President Biden got big cheers from Democrats last night in the State of the Union address several times, especially when he renewed his call for stricter gun laws. Ban
3: assault weapons now. Ban them now. Once and for all.
2: He also again called for federal policing reform after Tyree Nichols' death in Memphis following a police beating last month. Nichols' mother and stepfather were in the audience last night. Five now ex-cops are charged in Nichols' murder. In New Jersey, there will be a memorial service today for a councilwoman whose death remains a murder mystery. Flags will be flown at half staff today for Eunice Jumforth, the Sayreville, New Jersey Republican council member who was shot to death last Wednesday in her car outside her home. A memorial service is set for this evening at Epic Church International in Sayreville, and the mayor and council have invited the public through a post on the borough's website. Jumforth, who was 30, was first elected to office in 2021 and leaves behind a 12-year-old child. No arrests have been made in her killing and no motive has been released. In New York, Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. There's an empty cell on Missouri's death row after a man who claimed he was innocent was executed after the St. Louis prosecuting attorney rejected a new hearing saying those claims are not based in fact. Last-minute appeals, unsuccessful Leonard Raheem Taylor was strapped to a gurney at the Missouri State Prison and ejected with a lethal dose of pentobarbital for killing his girlfriend, Angela Rowe, and her three young children in 2004. Rowe's sister, Jerwan, was one of eight family members who witnessed the execution. She called it justice served. It don't make the pain no easy, but make it... Th- Um, Taylor, in a final statement, wrote, Death is not your enemy, it is your destiny. Look forward to meeting it. Peace. Jack Callahan, Fox News. On Wall Street, stocks could drop. Dow futures are down more than 100 points. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. Don't miss your chance to cheer on Fighting Illini basketball this season. Deafening in here, 15,000, another sellout. We need all of Illini Nation to help us defend State Farm Center. Shannon, hello!
4: Slammed up!
2: Great seat locations are still available for you to see Illinois basketball live this season. And the celebration is on! Get your tickets today at FightingIllini.com.
4: Showcase your Central Illinois business or organization by participating in the Mount Zion Chamber of Commerce Expo and Taste at the Mount Zion Convention Center on Saturday, April 1st from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Order your booth for the early bird price of only $200 for a single booth or only $250 after February 17th. Gold or silver sponsors receive extra incentives for each sponsorship. For more information on the Mount Zion Chamber Expo and Taste, check out MountZionChamber.org or call 217-864-2526.
6: Here's a look at your News Channel 20 storm team forecast today. 50% chance of rain mainly after 3 p.m., mostly cloudy, high near 46. Tonight, rain with thunderstorms, gusty winds possible also after midnight, low around 41. For Thursday, some early rain, thunderstorms, and wind, cloudy with temperatures down around 37 by noon. For Friday, 30% chance of morning rain, cloudy to start, then mostly sunny as the day goes on, high of 38 current temperature in downtown Decatur 29 degrees your WSOI time is 706
7: good morning and welcome to the Wednesday February 8th edition of buyers and Company Clay joins us from the Decatur Park there's a lot going on as we're smell spring can you almost almost here tell you all about it plus Mark topper next. Buyers and
0: Company, WSOY 1340 AM, 103.3 FM. Streaming live at nowdecatur.com.
7: All right, Mr. Pay Per View, would you pay to see Mitt Romney and George Santos fistfight?
6: For twenty bucks.
7: Yeah, I think I'd go twenty for that.
6: Yeah, nothing more than that. Uh, And it better be nineteen ninety-five. Even twenty is. Too much.
7: 1995. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, it almost happened uh, evidently before the State of the Union uh, address last night as George Santos, of course, positioned himself right in the middle of the aisle to do the TV time and, it, you know, as everybody was entering and Romney went through and told him, uh, you don't belong.
5: here."
7: <laughs> and then there were words and separation. It didn't get to the level of physicality, but I would pay for that.
6: Yeah, they'd have to have a good card with it too. I'm no, not no, I'm just just those two. Oh, then I'm out. Really? I need the production. I need I need Roy Jones commenting. Uh, I need the thing. No. I need the pomp and circumstance. I just want to
7: see somebody punch George Santos in the face.
6: Yeah, I can just YouTube that part later. But but if they do a whole night of it, yeah, I'll do twenty
7: bucks. Uh, nope. Or some pizza. I, it's a difference. You pay per view all the time. I never pay per view this. I would. <laughs> Okay. Seems like there's purpose in this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, Clay, we got your answer, uh, for the Devon Lacey Amphitheater. You just got to do the South by Southwest rules. $250 for a band, uh, $100 for a solo artist. Uh,
8: is, <laughs> is that in crazy or what? Yeah. I haven't seen that yet. So I caught you talking a little bit about this morning. Yeah. So I'll have to catch up on it. I,
7: I but you know, but I, I know there's exposure, but I mean, in what world does a $100 solo artist exist? Yeah. No,
8: no.
7: $100,000 solo artist.
8: Definitely. Yeah. Just
6: for, just for context. 2012. The number of acts that played 2,286. So, yeah, it's
7: generally whoa, in the whoa. 300s. It, yep. Oh, no, wait, hang on, you've you completely confused me. Yeah, oh, yeah. You I'm just lo- said 2,000. Correct. And, and okay, back up. The context has to be given in the sake of context. In 2000, what year?
6: 2012.
7: How many artists played?
6: Uh, let me scroll back to it. That would be 2,286. Okay. And there are satellite locations. So, hey, if, if.
7: Okay. Right. So, but this year there's 300.
6: 385. So how have the they grown stage.
7: by shrinking to 20% of their performing artist?
6: There are different classifications of, of what happens. The satellite stages don't even get the 100 bucks.
7: Okay.
6: And then the headliners get paid to play.
7: Okay. Ah, so everybody else in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, this would be an easy thing to do if you could just, you know, $250 an act. You could have a, uh, what, show every night. <laughs> Put a dome yeah. on, do it year-round. <laughs> uh, so what's the latest on, uh, I know, tickets are, are tickets now for season ticket holders. Yes, are, so
8: seasons, we've had a couple season ticket holder meetings now uh, last week, and so um, they have their information to decide if they want to go in with a um, all-inclusive purchase, where, where that includes all shows, or we've done a pick-12 pack where you can go in and pick the 12 shows you want to see. Um, but you know what we're experiencing this year is the cost of the artists have gone up and cost of production has gone up, so we are trying to keep options. That if, if someone still wants to pay about the same price that they've been paying for a season ticket, they can do that, and they can pick 12 shows they want to come to, or they can still do the all inclusive uh, if they want to. But the cost has increased on
7: those. How issues. much has that increased?
8: Um, I want to say about 30 percent from where it was last
7: year. Okay, well, so, I mean, and that's reflective of what you're paying the artist.
8: It is, and, and for for the first few years of the Devon, you know, the the season uh, ticket holders have been uh, kind of the bread and butter of the Devon. We we know going into the show, we've at least sold um, you know four or five hundred tickets in the show which helps the budget as you're, you're working through that process so um, you know just as these cost increases minimum wage you know products everything going up uh, we had to make some adjustments so um, so far that's been uh, I think widely embraced by the season ticket holders they get it um, and we've given them some options to where if they if they can't take that that move up that uh, they can still go to the shows they want to see
7: uh, this year all right uh, and then when will uh, our, when our tickets on sale to the general public
8: it kind of staggers based on um, the artist and when we get the contract signed uh, those will start going on sale probably in the next couple of weeks. Some of them are on sale right now. Okay, okay, some, some are. Those, okay. Yeah, yeah. There are,
7: there are where where do people go to find all of this?
8: Uh, you can go to eTix or decatur-parks.org. We'll direct you to eTix, but eTix is our ticket provider. So you can go on there, search for Devin Lakes Royal Amphitheater. just Devin, and they'll pop up what uh, the show offerings we have announced so far. Uh, I will tell you here in the next 10 days it's going to be a, a busy uh, next week and a half because we are going to roll out all, basically all the remaining announcements that we can. Um, we did secure a major R&B artist uh, that will be coming this summer. However, that artist is not going to announce their tour until April, so they won't let us make that announcement. So um, a lot of this is controlled by the artists. We don't have... Uh, and
7: then they'll go up on their website in March, yeah. and everybody will be caught off guard. Yeah,
8: But that's hard because, you know, you need two to three months to sell tickets to get the mass volume you need to have. You can not announce a show and then have it in a month. So um, we're working with our artists here today. There'll probably be a later date in the summer to give us some time to sell tickets. But, uh, yeah, we're excited about that one announced in April, and then there's a couple other big announcements to will be rolling out here in the next 10
7: days. Okay. Uh, I've got to ask you, uh, let's, I want to go to the zoo story first. Um, I don't like the Herp Aquarium. Oh. Oh. I don't like the name. Uh, I don't like to go inside. I I know it's some people's thing and that's fine. Uh, but it's like, let's go see the tortoise. Uh, I don't like creepy crawly and that's what the Herp Aquarium is. You it guys is. are remodeling the Herp Aquarium. We, are.
8: we gutted it uh, interior down to the studs. Uh we received a grant from the Illinois Department of Natural Resources several years ago called a museum grant that uh helped fund uh, that along with a couple uh personal donations to to folk our uh, firm folks uh who are connected to our zoo. So um that is where all
7: like you said all of our creepy crawlies. So we've got So uh, I want to hear about the construction <laughs> process. So because as a- you gave me a tease coming into this, then that, that my imagination ran wild like I'm just assuming you found more stuff than you normally find when you're doing something in a park pavilion.
8: So Chris Harrison, after one of our board meetings, uh, wanted to go out and check out the kind of before progress uh, at the Herp, so we ran out to the zoo. And
7: the Herp, the nickname's even worse
8: than the full name. <laughs> The Herp Aquarium, or the Creepy Crawley Building. Uh, we went out and uh, walked in the front door, and our construction staff and our, our, our horticulture team was actually helping as well. They're busting up the concrete, and Josh McGrath, our hort superintendent, picks up a chunk of concrete. And on that piece of concrete is a giant hissing cockroach. Now, keep in mind, all the critters had already been moved out to other buildings. So okay. this was a resident who had escaped, had been hiding, and uh, uh, everybody ran. It was kind of funny. See, you, you looked at me like ran.
7: I'm crazy. I mean, everybody <laughs> has the same reaction action
8: so so then uh one of the keepers came over to get it with a plastic container and return it back to its family and um uh, one of our construction guys said so how many things have gotten loose in here over the years and, uh, she, I think, begrudgingly said, uh, oh, we've had a few escape artists over the years. So, uh, fast forward a couple of weeks, guys again are up working in the attic, uh, tearing out some electrical cords, and they start finding, uh, snake skins up in the attic. So, um, there are some escapees on occasion at the Herb Aquarium, uh, and we found some of those. So we're, we're continuing to just keep our eyes open, but, uh, yeah, kind of,
7: uh, All right. yeah, these, these people should be getting time and a half. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you that, that is, I'll deal with asbestos. I'll deal with anything. Snakeskins snake skins and, and gigantic hissing cockroaches and the like, no way. Yeah.
8: Speaking of hissing cockroaches, you know, you can call the zoo and name one right now during, val- uh, during uh, Valentine's Day as we come up to it here. You can call the zoo and name a hissing cockroach after someone if you really want to. Nothing Valentine's says Day. I
7: love you quite like that.
8: Maybe it's the opposite. <laughs> Folks you don't
7: love it anymore, <laughs> you name a hissing cockroach. Oh, well, we can, well, I've got a couple <laughs> ideas there. Uh, all right. Can, Nick, just think about it. You're just Joe Blow construction guy. Good thing you probably got gloves and maybe something you can wield like a hammer. I'm not saying they should kill anything. Uh, uh, well, wouldn't that be like natural reaction?
6: Uh, mine would probably be
2: to squeak and run. Squeak. Yeah like shriek like uh, a
7: shriek squeak is like shriek would be a whole different thing (laughs) yeah gasp and go (laughs) gasp and go what did we have that moment of paralysis Mm -hmm. just like the very moment of freeze and then go
6: yeah that's why the squeak
8: (laughs) (laughs) i did see one of our newer construction guys kind of just make a dash for the door and you know the door is swinging you know as he flies out the door and then he's out kind of hunched over on his knees kind of taking deep breaths just to Gained his composure back because he did, he definitely does not like uh, the creepy crawlies. So uh, we took well, some encouragement to get him back in the building. But. I'm,
7: I'm I'm all with that guy. <laughs> I'm all but, with that. That's hazard pay.
8: Here's the thing. It's going to be awesome when it's done. Uh, we've got Weber Group um, who does, who did all the theming for our um, miniature golf courses with all the animals and the fiberglass work and whatnot. They are doing tremendous work on these enclosures. We get daily updates on pictures and questions, and they're working side-by-side side with our zoo staff to provide all the environmental elements and things like that for the animals. So it's going to be an upgraded experience for visitors and upgrade um, home for our, for our animals at the zoo.
7: So are you going to upgrade security so that they're not doing the – the escape from Alcatraz thing. Yeah. I mean,
8: you know, well, that that's a very real concern. You look at uh, not only the, the escape artists, but then look at what's been going on uh, here in the last couple weeks across the country with zoos and animals, you know, disappearing. Dallas
7: thing is yeah. Crazy.
8: crazy. Yeah, right? we're talking about that a lot. Of how how in the world does that happen?
7: So, well, we had a you know, was it the flamingos that mm-hmm, were murdered? Flamingo issue. Um, yeah. Do you remember that, Nick? I, I mean, yeah. it, it was maybe ten years ago, maybe a little more than longer. That. Yeah. Was it was longer than that. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I mean, it's it. I don't know how you account for everything. I really don't in life anymore. I mean, you can have every kind of plan put together, and people just seem like they—I don't know—they continue to amaze us. Yeah, well, in, in <laughs> awful ways. Well, okay. So the new herp on the way, and did you find snakes? No, didn't find
8: any. Just found snake skins. So I think the ones in the attic were, were baby
7: ones that had, had. Yeah, they can, they
8: can, they can get out if they really try hard enough. So, uh, but the new enclosures. That's are why I don't
7: be go into different. the herp. <laughs>
8: Well, think about it. In the old days, it was just an aquarium with a mesh top on it. If you somehow didn't get that all the way on there or whatnot, but the new enclosures we've got going in are all very high-tech and have locks and all that, so uh, there won't be any of
7: those. Snakes when not go. snakes are going to go. I'm telling you. <laughs> that's just, that's why they're creepy Clay,
6: you're, You mentioned the Weber group, so like when you go to uh, large city uh, aquariums or, or zoos, if you're looking at a river exhibit, there might be some fiberglass like logs and it, are you guys trying to do stuff like
8: that? And, exactly. It'll oh, be cool. a completely different look from what was nice. there where we would throw some sticks in and let mm-hmm. the, you know no, this is all fiberglass built in, painted, themed. Um, it'll be a completely different experience when you walk in the door. You know, Herp used to be very bright where most of the time herp aquariums are darker so you can see the animals better and that's the environment most of them live mm-hmm. in anyway. So
7: yeah, Let's add the dark to it. That, that's perfect. See, they're just giving me like more and more. Selling wait to Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Wait till Halloween. Uh, <laughs> no, at the you. zoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Squeak. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, uh I haven't been down to Pier 36 uh, to the marina for a while because it's been winter. Uh, I haven't seen my buddy Todd Mason at the beach house for a while. I need to go down there and uh, grab some lunch or dinner. But I guess there's some new slips going in. There
8: is. We've got 60 additional slips going in. 60. 60. So right now, if you drive by, you'll see two docks set up. Those are 40 slips. And we're going to add three more docks. So the marina uh, development is going well. Uh, the majority of those slips are filled up. There's still a couple spots left if you're interested in, in getting a Kind of permanent boat slip on Lake Decatur, but uh, you know that Pier Thirty Six project has been uh, envisioned clear back to the Nelson Park Master Plan, and it's it's neat to see it coming to fruition. And folks are taking advantage of it, and we're giving people we're giving more people access to the lake who previously it's, didn't have it.
7: Had to looks it looks so
8: good. It is. We've cleaned it up. Uh, new new roadway's been paved down through there. Uh, a lot more runners and and uh, bicyclists going down through there too. Uh, so, yeah, lots of good things happened out at pier thirty six
7: what do you, what do you think nelson park uh, you know, i 'm not asking you for any inside information, just just overall philosophy and i mean, I was part of that nelson park you, you know master planning yeah. you, know, you know as a community member and you know we see Chandler Park and you see like you know the way that whole East End has transformed you know yep. with the addition of the amphitheater, the water park you know the zoo and the children 's museum obviously you know the sculpture. I mean, there's been so so much dramatic change in that area. I feel like that park is so poised to become what it's fully capable of being.
8: It is. And and one of the really neat things is um, you know, when you do a master plan like that, a lot of times it's it's something you put on the shelf, you pull it off for grants and other things uh, when when you know the opportunities come available. But um, we we have taken that Nelson Park master plan and probably completed about 90% of the plan from Splash Cove, the amphitheater, uh, you know, the uh, Overlook mini golf, the, the natural areas, the fitness park, the marina, um, you know, Todd and the beach house play a role in that too. So um, a couple of years ago at, at state conference, um, you know, Bill presented on. How to repurpose an 18-hole golf course and do it successfully, and uh, we continue to receive accolades and just comments about. How the the level of work we've done to revitalize right. that space, but to, you got a lot
7: of golf course left. Yeah. I mean, you know, acreage, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you got the frisbee golf that I don't know that if, unless you play that that you really know. We uh, they had a big tournament you know a couple years ago that we went down and followed, which was yep. really cool. Yep. Uh, but you you still get into the heart of what you know we used to think of as the entertainment sector, which was the horseshoe, right? Right. You, you know, to Lake Patrol, and then down in you know uh, it used to look like just you know some I, I don't know. They've got those things in Brazil where they're all built on top of each other, and like forty thousand people live in one little area on a mountainside, and it's all like shanty town kind of thing. I mean, that's for a long time how that whole area looked, right? right. I, I go down and down, and I see these new piers, and it's like, wow, that I mean, that just makes a world of difference. But I just think Chandler Park and all that down there. I know this the. Sunfish Club and the yacht folks and the, and the uh, sailing people like that, but at one time they were talking about you, you know construction of, of protect, like condominiums apartments that kind of thing. I just feel like there's all kinds of potential that now you 've got like halfway where you can show everybody what it could be, maybe there's some downhill on doing the rest.
8: Exactly. So so Chandler Cove, uh, as we call it, is that that housing development you referred to. And uh, we are starting to have renewed conversations on that. We, we took a look at that about 10 years ago, uh, and uh, the timing probably just wasn't exactly right for that. So um, you look at all the positive things that are happening in Decatur right now with all the different businesses and industries coming to town. Um, you know, I, I'm, for the first time in a long time, kind of seeing that upward trend and, and getting excited about that. And uh, with that comes some challenges in that we don't have the workforce necessarily and we don't have the housing for that workforce. So um looking at the channel code development when that was proposed, that was, you know, a couple hundred units possibly going in there uh, to provide that that um, condo type environment. Uh, if you look at kids who are coming, I say kids, young adults who are just graduating from college, you know, they're used to that campus town feel uh, to have, you know, high density, um, modern living, if you will, and they're not finding that. Just, you know, it's hard to find that indicator.
7: It can't. So, I mean, it doesn't um, exist.
8: So you've got those folks who maybe are moving to town, um, don't have kids yet, don't need a house yet. Um, and then it they may not
7: be here for 25 years.
8: Exactly. And maybe you also have folks who are, you know, looking to retire to downsize. So if they, you know, relocate to a, to a condo, a smaller setting, then yeah. that frees up their house. Like
7: I, I can tell you, uh, you can look right out across my window here and there is a, a an upstairs apartment that was renovated, you know, to be modern living. And a guy who spends like three months out of the year here in Decatur, I mean, it went like that because there's just so, I mean, paid for Mm -hmm. an entire year to spend three months there. There's that kind of demand out there.
8: I think so, and that's what we're hearing from the business leaders, especially the hospitals who are really struggling to get,
7: get housing for their doctors oh, and, and, and nurses. And NovaFeed so. is coming, and yeah, you know, we know, you know, you've got all kinds of, of this. So I think we've needed it for a long time, but I think now it is imperative.
8: We, we hope so, and we're going to take a, a look at that, probably uh, move forward with searching for uh, proposals for that to get, you know, ideas. And, and then thoughts. I would think
7: that would bring retail. Possibly, yeah.
8: There could be some mixed use down there. There's, you know, the zoning ordinances and whatnot that we have to abide by. And there's, there's ordinances are those uh, the cities. But there's been a whole there, there's already a uh, special permitting allowed down there that was adopted as part of the Nelson Mark master plan. So, All right, how, what,
7: do you know what land you own versus what land they own?
8: In terms of Park District City? Yeah. So the, the technical term is, I believe the city owns, uh, the lake to elevation 614 water level. Yeah. And after that, from elevation 614, basically, uh, back through Nelson Park, that's all Park District property. So we own the land, city owns the water. Okay. And so,
7: so wouldn't you have your own zoning ordinances? Uh, we all
8: have to abide by zoning ordinances within the city. If you own land, you still have to abide by, you know, how tall a building you can build, how far the setbacks have to be, what the minimum number of parking spaces are, that kind of thing of thing so
7: and pay all the appropriate fees
8: but but we we are working with the city and uh, you know they, they to do a development like this there's water sewer even you know electric which of course is ameren but um, you know the city has to play a role in helping get those services to the site
7: how's that relationship going I think it's going well. Okay, um, good. Scott and it's I. It's not always uh, city, been the case.
8: Yeah, no, I, this, the city manager and I talk frequently. Um, you know, the city announced the, the Garfield Park, uh, project with, uh, well, I should say the Garfield School project. And then, of course, we have Garfield Park right next to that. So we're taking a look at, uh, putting, putting some dollars in and revitalizing Garfield Park as well. Uh, it's really big. It's not used. Um, all that, all that space is not used frequently. So, um, as we try to, kind of downsize or right-size um, some of our park spaces because we just have too much land. Uh, we're going to look at revitalizing and restructuring that park to give more elements the community wants to see in the park and put money in the park, but also at the same time, downsize it a little bit to be able to maintain it better.
7: Okay, we've only got time to do, I, I know there's a whole list of things. You'll be back Wednesday. We have time to talk about, but February 10th, this Friday is your hiring fair.
8: Yep, real quick. This Friday, we got our hiring fair at the disc. We need to onboard between five and 600 employees 3 to summer, 6 p.m. 3 to 6 p.m. at the disc. So come. Uh, lots of our facilities have positions available. Baseball softball registration is open right now, so if you've got a kid interested in t-ball or softball, check out uh, the disc or our website and uh, look for more information
7: about that. And then February right, 10th, we Time for one, Clay.
2: <laughs>
7: I mean, oh <laughs> this is all on your website. I know. And we talk about the same once every week. No, we can, can it's we get right the time. now. Okay. No, this is stuff coming up. All right. We got to go. We gotta, we're late for the break. The job fair, 3 to 6 this Friday at the disc. Make sure you check it out. Some people get hired on the spot. Here's Nick with your News Channel 20 Storm Team Forecast.
6: Today, we've got a 50% chance of rain, mainly after 3 p.m., mostly cloudy, high near 46. Tonight, rain with thunderstorms, gusty winds, possible after midnight, low around 41. For Thursday, rain, thunderstorms, and wind likely before noon, cloudy with temperatures down around 37. And for Friday, 30% chance of rain before noon, cloudy, then sunny, high near 38. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 29 degrees, your WSOY time. It's 727. This look at your weather is brought to you by Eagle Ridge of Decatur.
4: Looking to fall in love with your new home? Eagle Ridge, your affordable, assisted lifestyle community, is newly renovated and ready for you. You can count on them to provide home-cooked meals, small group activities, and visitations with family and friends. They are currently accepting move-ins, and there is no better time than to call them right now. Stop by 875 West McKinley or call 217-872-1282. That's 872-1282. They are an equal housing opportunity lender. Millican University is committed to making sure every student has access to a private education at an affordable cost. With this commitment, Millican provides a personalized financial aid package to every admitted student. To receive your personalized award, just complete the free Millican application for admission and file your FAFSA. Upon acceptance, Millican's team will work one-on-one with you to provide a competitive financial aid package that is tailored to fit your needs. Submit your application to Millican University today at millican.edu slash apply. At Bucy Bank, we're proud to serve our local community through financial guidance and
0: community investment. Offering sound advice and actionable insight, Bucy builds financial strength, supports homeownership dreams, and offers customized lending strategies, connecting with our neighbors to build stronger communities. Bucy Bank, Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. You're listening to Buyers and Company only on WSOY 1340 AM and 103.3 FM.
7: Coming up, we've got uh, Mark Topper right around the corner here. And then a little later today, our friends from Millican will be stopping by to tell you what they're doing for Black History Month. Uh, and that should be a, a lot of fun. Coming up in just, uh, what, three and a half minutes, we'll visit with Mark Topper and Tupper on sports and get the latest. Uh, I also have a quiz that I'm going to put you through a little later today, Mr. Sports Fan. Okay. And you can't squeak.
6: I'll try not to
7: Uh, I was a little surprised by this, so I'm going to see if you are smarter than I was. All right, we'll be back after news. Don't go anywhere.
1: This is RJ Crace with your stories now brought to you by Shop on Maine. The Illinois Department of Children and Family Services is offering current and former youth in care a chance to apply for a college scholarship. The scholarships include up to five years of tuition and fees at a state community college or university, a monthly grant of about $1,500, and a medical card. Four scholarships are reserved for children of veterans. Deadline is March 31st. Learn more at the Department of Children and Family Services website. Macon County has been awarded federal funds through the Department of Homeland Security and FEMA under the Emergency Board and Shelter National Food Program. The county is slated to receive over $65,000 to support and expand emergency food and shelter programs. The deadline for qualifying agencies to submit a request is February 16th. For more stories, podcasts, and videos, visit nowdecatur.com. news. I'm Chris Foster. President Biden gives a speech in Wisconsin today about the economy following up on last night's State of the Union address.
3: We have more to do. But here at home, inflation is coming down. Here at home, gas prices are down $1.50 from their peak. Food inflation is coming down, not fast enough, but coming down. Inflation has fallen every month for the last six months.
1: Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders chosen to deliver the official Republican response. I'm the first woman to lead my state. And he's the first man to surrender his presidency to a woke mob that can't even tell you what a woman is. The president's address was an hour and 13 minutes, 11 minutes longer than last year's. The earthquake that hit Turkey and Syria Monday is the world's deadliest in more than 10 years now with 11,000 deaths confirmed. Turkey's president says no one who's lost their home will be left to live in the streets. America's listening to Fox News.
4: The Housing Authority of Champaign County is announcing the first-time landlord lease-up incentive. HACC will offer a $500 incentive to new landlords who lease to a voucher holder. New landlords are eligible for up to five units for a total of a $2,500 incentive. Have you been inactive with the HACC and HCV programs for more than three years? Then you're eligible for this great incentive, too. Contact the HACC today at 217-378-7100 to learn more about this program. Or just stop by 2008 North Market in Champaign. Want to keep active this February? Join Fleet Feet Decatur and Fleet Feet Bloomington for a Frosty 50 Challenge. This challenge encourages participants to get moving and log at least 50 walking or running miles during the month of February. Register under the Fleet Feet Decatur team and help us earn serious street cred and bragging rights. All participants will earn a frosty mug and post-challenge party and celebration. Remember, 50 miles is the monthly goal. If you log more than 50 miles, record those too. For more information and to register, visit FleetFeetDecaturIL.com.
7: Here's Nick Smith with your news channel 20 storm team forecast.
6: Today we've got a 50% chance of We've got a 50% chance of rain mainly after 3 p.m. mostly cloudy high near 46. Tonight rain with thunderstorms and gusty winds possible after midnight low around 41. For Thursday, rain and wind, likely before noon, cloudy, with temperatures down to 37. And for Friday, 30% chance of rain before noon, cloudy, then sunny, with a high near 38. Current temperature in downtown Decatur is 29 degrees. Your WSOI time is 733.
0: On WSOY 1340 AM and 103.3 FM, streaming live at nowdecatur.com.
7: Good morning, and welcome. Each and every weekday morning, we check in with Mark Topper and Topper on Sports, and we start, of course, with the uh, the big sporting news of the last twenty four hours is LeBron James.
9: You know, he needed thirty six last night to pass uh, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. He got thirty eight. Um, and typical of <laughs> the 2023 Lakers, it happened in a loss. Um, the Lakers are 25 and 30. Um, but um, for me, it always flashes back. I covered him in high school. Um, I was sent up to Chicago to the United Center to cover uh, a game. Once it was once called the Dapper Dan Roundball Classic. Then it became the EA Sports Roundball Classic. Then it became the Roundball Classic. I think at that time it might have been the Roundball Classic, but. He was representing um, St. Vincent St. Mary's High School, which was his high school in Akron, Ohio. And there had been magazine stories written about him, you know, here's the next great star. And, you know, sometimes those things are true and sometimes those things don't pan out. And so I was sent up there to do a story on him, and was in a little media scrum with him in the hallway at the United Center. And, and at the time, I suppose he was 17 or 18, and he was probably six, seven, and two, fifteen, two, twenty. I mean, he was he was big and strong, and you know, around here, if you were that size, you you'd you're definitely the center. And he was a guard, and, you know, you're, you're driving home, and you're thinking, well, maybe he keeps growing, and a lot of times that doesn't happen, but he did, and he is now 6'9", 250, and, and what I remember about that game and what has, um, has translated over the years is that he could go around you, he could go over you, he could go through you, and he has done all of those things to pile up these, you know, over 38,000 points. And um, not only leads the league in points uh, all time, but is fourth in assists, and ninth in steals, and and um, third in most minutes played. He's had he's had all that skill, all that size, and longevity. And as far as I know, he's never been in any trouble. And it, and you mentioned that with NBA guys because that's not always the true. I mean, that's not always true of them. Some of them wander off and have that regretful weekend or whatever it might be. But that's not been the case, and he's excelled. And all these side ventures too—movies, TV, music, uh, social causes, business—just um, you know, when you think about it, and, and, and I don't—I'm not an enormous LeBron fan, enormous respect, absolutely, but you know, it's hard not to admire all that this guy has done. He's been a physical locomotive in the league, and is still getting it done. And he's got a son, Bronny, who's about six-three and will play at either Oregon, Ohio State, or Southern Cal. He'll play for one year and then go to the NBA and – and I think LeBron wants to hang around and have a chance to play with him or against him. And uh, that would be pretty cool for him. So he's come a long way since that high school kid 20 years ago.
7: Yeah, you know, in perspective, Mark, you know, when you see that Jordan was like 6,000 points behind him or behind uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I mean, that gives you some perspective. Where do you rank this in your lifetime of accomplishments? This is a 39-year, 40-year-old record?
9: It's, a, it's an amazing accomplishment, you know. To me, Jordan will always be the best player You can go through a list of things, all the things that Jordan won and accomplished that LeBron didn't, including undefeated in NBA Finals. And, you know, he's been in, I think he's four and six maybe in NBA Finals. I'm talking about LeBron. But but to do what he did, I admire any player who can be in a physical sport and have 20 years of longevity. That to me is unbelievable. It's just so easy for the body to break down. You know, Brady managed to figure out a way to, to do it and um, and LeBron has too. I think that's incredible. All
7: right, we'll do Big Ten Hoops on the other side of the break with Mark Tupper and Tupper on Sports. It's brought to you by First National Bank, the quality bank now open in downtown Decatur.
6: Hi, I'm Drew Peabody, vice president at First National Bank of Decatur. Homeownership is one of the most important parts of life, and my job for the last six years has been to help people of Central Illinois through the process at FNB. We offer a wide range of products and competitive rates to make the dream of home ownership a reality. Come see why people have been trusting the Quality Bank with their home financing projects since 1930. I'm Drew Peabody, and I can't wait to help you get into your dream home. First National Bank of Decatur, member FDIC, equal housing lender.
7: We're back here with Mark Tupper. All right, Big Ten Hoops.
9: Well, given Purdue's success this season and their longstanding stay as number one in the uh, top 25 national college basketball rankings. I think it's been a foregone conclusion that uh, Purdue center Zach Eady will be the national player of the year and well-deserved. But as the season plays out, Indiana's Trace Jackson Davis is not far behind him. Uh, He was terrific over the weekend when Indiana handed Purdue only its second loss of the year. And then last night in a win over Rutgers, he was outstanding again. This time he had, 20 points, 18 rebounds, 6 assists. He's won the Big Ten Player of the Week the last three weeks, albeit sharing it twice with Zach Edie. Uh Those are two great players. The Big Ten Freshman of the Week award this past week went to Jaden Epps of Illinois. And Jaden Epps is an exciting talent because he seems to be getting better game by game And we don't really have any idea where his ceiling is. But we know he is an uncanny uh, basketball maker, a basket maker. He finds ways to get the ball in the hoop. And he's improving all the time since moving into the starting lineup as Illinois' point guard. I mean, I have not heard anyone uh, bemoaning the loss of Sky Clark lately. He's the guy who left the program and was was the point guard at the time. Uh, And Jaden Epps is an underrated defender. How good he becomes and how much responsibility he is given... Uh, is maybe the most exciting storyline moving forward for Illinois. He is a difference maker. He can make threes but likes to drive the ball to the basket, which also lands him at the free throw line, and that is precisely what we've been asking for from this whole team. Fewer threes, more shots at the rim, and as a result of that, more free throws. And so Jaden Epps is a surprisingly good freshman who is developing at the perfect time for this uh, Illinois team. He's sort of become my guy to watch here uh, the rest of the way.
7: All right, my friend, enjoy your day. We'll check in with you first thing tomorrow morning, Mark Tupper and Tupper on sports. All right, quick story. Uh, I was listening to the Dan Patrick Show yesterday, and I want to share this story with you because I want to take a couple of minutes to thank this community by way of example. So Brian Cranston, the famous actor, had gotten together with the Dan Patrick show and some other group and, and, uh, they were doing a fundraiser where you could win like airfare, hotel accommodations, ground transportation, tickets to, two tickets to the Super Bowl, hotel, get a meet Brian Cranston, $5 minimum donation, all the money going to the Boys and Girls Club of America, the national organization.
6: It's pretty cool.
7: Yeah. And, and I heard this a week or two ago. They're talking about it, and they send you to a website, and I, I, they're going to announce the winner today, I think, which is, yeah, today. You're pretty quick planning to get there Sunday. But, I mean, it's really a Super Bowl VIP experience, right? I mean, you no worries. Everything covered. Dan Patrick asked Brian Cranston how much had been raised so far, $125,000. Now, that's not an insignificant amount of money by any stretch of the imagination. But I think how many times we've gone to the well in this community and raised more than that, For a cause with nothing in it for you. No chance to win anything. And how generous this community is. This was a national contest. Think about how many NFL fans would love to go see a Super Bowl in person. Right. And once again, not an insignificant amount of money. But I think we get here in this community particularly sort of um, numb to the generosity.
6: Yeah, I think that some people are... A, unaware of it, some are numb to it, and then others, you know, that see it repeatedly are in awe of it.
7: But I mean, you're building, the Howard G. Buffett Foundation is building an 11 million high school ag education center. $11 million. Private money being built for kids to use for decades and will benefit kids from everywhere. You know, we do what I mean, I'm just saying, I, I just you gotta take it. I think it, maybe it loses value because we just do so much of it. But the people in this community are incredibly generous. Amazing. Yep. And and I wasn't I'm not knocking Brian Cranston or Dan Patrick or the Boys and Girls Club. Good for them. That's a great thing to do. But I think you need perspective sometimes. We've never offered up a Super Bowl prize for anything. No. But I feel like if it was a good cause, we'd raise more than one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars, right here. I was just sort of stunned. Driving home, good for them. I love Brian Cranston. He's great. Yeah, and and what an incredibly generous thing to do, with, you, you know, to just one hundred percent of the proceeds going to you know a nonprofit to make somebody's dream come true.
6: That's awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to see his commercials. Uh,
7: I think I saw a preview. They're teasing. Uh, yeah, and doing yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah.
6: I'm I'm not digging in.
7: Okay. Uh, but pat yourself on the back, community, because you step up all the time. I mean, we, we go one month with the community foundation announcing 10 times that.
6: Right. Right.
7: So be proud of us. We roll together and do what more than, or do more than, you know, a nationwide thing does. And I'll, you see this occasionally, right? Every now Like and again. Philadelphia, Chicago, or something. And it's like, all oh, these news stories. They raised $80,000. It's like, we're more generous than that. All right. I'll give you your quiz. We'll get back on the other side of the break. I would give you a heads up, but I don't want you Googling anything.
6: Oh, sure. Do you know, uh, I'm going to tell you a fun fact about Brian Cranston before this break. Okay. He went to Comic-Con one year, dressed in the green shirt and the khakis, mm-hmm. looking like Walter White. Put on a rubber mask over him. Mm-hmm. So just dude in a Walter White outfit. He's He stopped for more pictures.
7: Then he did with- <laughs>
6: People didn't realize it was the real dude. It was a real they were Brian just like Carson. cool costume dude. Yeah, <laughs> and he
7: videoed the whole thing. It was awesome. Yeah, nobody had any idea. He, he just he like Tom Hanks or other. Yeah. he just seems like it can play bad really good. Oh man, but he just seems like a good dude.
0: Yeah,
6: yeah, he seems very likable.
7: All right, let's take a break. We'll be back with more right after this.
0: Memorial Care is your entry to the quality care and expertise of Memorial Health. Primary Care. Urgent Care. Virtual Care. Memorial Care is how health begins. Visit Memorial.Health.
7: EarthMover Credit Union presents the United Way Open at Caddyshack Golf Pub. Tee it up anytime from now to Wednesday, February 22nd. Play the golf simulator at Caddyshack add a ten dollar donation to the United Way, and your nine-hole score could qualify you for the finals and a chance at the fifteen hundred dollar prize purse. Get all the details at uwdcater.org or the United Way Facebook page. Earthmover Credit Union presents the United Way Open, courtesy of the 4-9 in Mount Zion, the Country Financial Agency of Ludwig and Young, the Law Office of Andrew S. Erickson, Blake of Palooza LLC, and Newhoff media
10: for 23 years the community foundation of macon county has worked to connect the philanthropic goals of donors with the needs of our community this is steve Grony, community foundation board trustee our foundation has grown to over 380 funds that have been established by individuals families businesses agencies and organizations to benefit a variety of community causes we're proud to share that in 2022 Foundation donors made over $5 million in grants to support social services, arts, recreation, conservation, health, and education. Because of donor generosity, we are creating a better future for our community that allows all to live, learn, work, and thrive. If you are interested in learning how you can work with Community Foundation to establish a fund to support the causes you care about, call today at 429-3000 or visit our website at maconcountygives.org.
0: Buyers and Company, streaming live at NowDecatur.com.
7: Now, I know we didn't get to live through Babe Ruth, but I feel like if you're my age or roughly my age, we've lived in the greatest sports history moments of all time. We got to see Michael Jordan do his thing. We got to see LeBron James do his thing. I got to see Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods,
6: Floyd Mayweather, Barry
7: Bonds, even Jack Nicholas and Arnold Palmer uh, and everyone in between. But Serena, this, Serena Williams, Steffi Graf, right? Uh, the three most dominant male players in the history of tennis. I mean, we've got to see all of just about all of the greatness. And I'm, you know, I'm thrilled. So here's the question. There has been 12 NFL quarterbacks that have won at least two Super Bowls. Okay. In the history of the game. Mm-hmm. Now, there's obvious ones mm-hmm. that you're going to reel off. Yep. Start with the obscure. And Sports Illustrated ranked them in order. And the order isn't necessarily how many Super Bowls they won, but also their greatness, their record. I mean, their careers. Two Super Bowls, at if, least two Super Bowls.
6: Bart Starr was the first.
7: Uh, yep, he's number eleven out of twelve yep. ranked.
6: Yep, and you've got well, we, we've got
7: Brady. Uh, okay, go with the obscure. I'm,
6: I'm trying to. I, I've got to go chronologically to see who who was back there. Oh my goodness! You start at
7: the beginning with Bart Starr. I know. Well, I
6: knew he won the first two. <laughs> <laughs> that one, that one was low hanging fruit. Oh my goodness! Oh, uh, jeez. I'm not going to do well today, Brian.
7: It's okay. It's okay. It's all right. It's meant to stimulate conversation because I want to tell you that that when you look at this list and you read this list and you see the ranking and then you see where Brady is – it is the most yeah. accomplished athlete in the history of professional He's sports. so
6: far out there. I've got recency bias in my head. Kurt. Okay, but
7: let's let's just go through the list. Yeah, and let's do and it. then this it really cemented what I know. Mm-hmm. But when you see it starkly in black and white on paper, you yeah. go there's not even an argument. Yeah. Okay. The 12th rated, the last rated mm-hmm. of these 12 was Jim Plunkett. Oh sure. You okay. know, he won a Super Bowl uh, with the Raiders, mm-hmm. two of them. Yep. And was even an MVP. That's right. But no one puts Jim Plunkett on a list of the best quarterbacks in the history no. of the NFL. But he is number 12 out of 12 that have won at least two Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Bart Starr, as yep. you mentioned earlier, Hall of Famer, two titles with the Packers. Uh, back in a day when the game isn't, I mean, it wasn't even the same game. Mm hmm. That's not a knock on him or now. It was just just a, it wasn't the same game Jim Plunkett played.
6: Right. Oh, yeah. In the 1980s. I I think I know who the higher end ones are going to be, but I'm I'm pretty excited about that. Number
7: 10, Bob Greasy, Mm -hmm. uh, who won those two, uh, 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 Super Bowls with the Miami Dolphins Mm -hmm. and still the only undefeated team that, that went through undefeated all the way to the Super Bowl. That's right. And every year those guys are like old cranky, you know, the ones that are still around. Remember when the Patriots were almost going to do that, and they were just and then lost in the Super Bowl to not get it to the Giants, right? Mm -hmm. Speaking of, number nine, Eli Manning. Mm -hmm. And and no one, even though he's got two Super Bowls, is ever going to say that Peyton and Eli Manning were going to be in the same universe. Nope. Right?
6: Right. I would have guessed him to be further down. Well, nine. I guess it's pretty down.
7: Roger Staubach. I loved the Dallas Cowboys when I was a kid. They had Tony Dorsett. They had mm-hmm. two tall, you know, they had all these great nicknames. And, and uh, he won two Super Bowls. He's ranked number eight. He beat the Broncos and the Dolphins mm-hmm. to win those two Super Bowls. Ben Roethlisberger is at seven, number seven, yeah. with two Super Bowls. Troy Aikman is at number six. I, yeah, I loved Aikman in the 90s. And he had three Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Yep. Terry Bradshaw is ranked fifth, even though he had four Super Bowl wins. Yeah, he's great. Which at the time, you know, Bradshaw and Montana were the gold mm-hmm. standard, right? That's right. John Elway had two. That's right. But is ranked fourth on the list. He beat the Falcons for one of them. Yep. Peyton Manning, mm-hmm. even though he only had two, just That's like right. Eli and and all the rest, ranked number 3 all time. Mm-hmm. Number 2 Joe Montana, also along with Bradshaw With four Super Bowl wins. And then you get to number one and you look at Tom Brady and you look at the opportunity about he could have had more, but has seven. Yeah. I mean, it's not even in the same universe. Not. He could have had 10.
6: Yeah. I mean, legit. So good. Uh, so many opportunities, their dominance in the AFC East was great. On that list, I probably would have gotten all but greasy. I always forget greasy yeah. if I would have sat and thought about and, it.
7: And then Peyton Manning is literally the Phil Nicholson Phil to Tiger Woods. He just happened to play yep. where Brady was. That's, that's exactly right. So his potential probably of all the lists could have been higher had he not been pitted up against.
6: Yeah, he might. You could argue him into being maybe the second best quarterback of all time. You could argue him there. He's, he's top three. 5,
7: yeah. I think Joe Montana yeah. just for the four Super Bowls. I mean, Bowls.
6: the point is he's as high a yeah. quarterback as it could be and he's not in the same realm as Tom Brady. No.
7: Not even close.
6: And and I'm a Michael Jordan fan and I can put LeBron in that same stratosphere. You can't put another quarterback in Tom Brady's stratosphere.
7: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not even sure you can put another sports star.
6: Yeah. Relative to, yeah. I mean, I mean,
7: how we define success. It's crazy. Yeah. So I'm thrilled to have watched it. I'm happy mm-hmm. that he's going to retire and have fun. By the way, I think the underwear thing, did I read that he lost a bet that, that there was like, Oh, I didn't read it. I, 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 right. I read that, that he lost a bet, a personal bet, <laughs> and that's how that underwear photo got on Instagram. Oh, that's funny. Now, I hope that's the case because that would be funny.
6: Uh, it is. I mean, it was, it's so serious that it had to be something. Yeah, but I mean, if
7: you could see like... Competitive people take betting very seriously.
6: Oh, my goodness. We heard about Michael Jordan. Oh, yeah. Quarters games and all that. And and,
7: and if you come up with the best bet. Now, my best ever was literally ended up with Lindsay dancing with the Trojanettes at a halftime of a basketball
6: game. That's funny. That's real good. I don't know. What was that one?
7: Oh, she had the Seahawks.
6: Oh, it wasn't yours to like moon the traffic or something. No, that was an old a one. That was that was
7: a Kayla Hugo years ago with the Rams and Tom Brady. That's how I became a Patriots fan. That's the season Tom Brady came in as the backup, and then they ended up going to the Super Bowl. Uh And the Rams were heavy favorites. Oh yeah, Kurt Warner and that yeah, whole on turf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was my beginning. <laughs> You know, and then all those years later, you know, the Seahawks, you know, everybody thought that that was going to be the thing, and that game was incredible all the way down to the wire.
6: I'm a little bummed. Tom Brady's last regular season game was against the Falcons in in the stadium. I wanted to go to that.
7: So. Her side of that bet had the Seek Hawks won. Yeah. I had to do a fashion show runway thing and it would have made me so uncomfortable. I would have hated every minute of it. Where? What? I don't even know, remember all oh. the details, but it would have been like dressing me up anyway. I don't want to be dressed up in public. Uh, yeah. Oh man. So I could see how these bets, turn. I mean, this makes sense to me. Sure. <laughs> And you got to play it serious.
6: Oh, he's playing it all the way serious. Yeah. It looks like a Tinder photo or something.
7: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I read. Okay, good. So it gives me... You know, but I'm telling you, you, just go down that list. Yeah, that's a
6: good... That's a solid list. Yeah, it is. And you know what's funny? A lot of the greats aren't even on that list because they didn't get one or even... They certainly didn't get two or more.
7: Yeah, Marino got nothing.
6: Yeah.
7: And that's the way we keep score. Yeah. And And that's why Michael Jordan... I mean, it, for the people who argue that it's the titles, yeah, and the dominance of those titles, and not ever going to those finals and losing,
6: right? And he took a break in the middle of those yeah. trilogies.
7: So what? How many? What? What was? What's Brady's record in the Super Bowl? Because I know there was at least three, right? Maybe mm-hmm. four. They lost to the Giants twice. Yeah. Both of Eli's, right? David
6: Tyree that ball that stuck to his head.
7: Catch! Oh, I was in Hawaii. You know, time zones were all messed up. That was a mess.
6: Yeah. Man, he's so good. I'm, I'm going to miss watching him play. I mean, he, his comeback against my team is, is just one for the ages. Uh, I remember distinctly us up, you know, by 25 points, and people all excited for me. And I'm like, ah, man, nope, nope, I'm not cashing right. this check. I am not cashing this check. And luckily for me, I never let myself think that we had it because it was Tom Brady. You, you just... He can do it, yep, and uh, he gets the most out of his teammates
7: I think he he is uh he had three losses, mm-hmm. so you're seven and ten in Super Bowl wins,
6: yeah, seventy percent win rate.
7: That's incredible. I mean, just getting to the 10. Oh, yeah. I they, mean, think about that.
6: That East sucked, but they were extra good.
7: Oh, I, they, they had 17 divisional titles, 13 yeah. AFC championship games, eight consecutive from 2011 2018. Everybody talks about Patrick Mahomes and five in Kansas City. They had eight right. during their heyday.
6: And they went down to Tampa and got another.
7: Yeah. So enjoy the Super Bowl. Just give you a little historical Do You think we'll
6: see him on TV during the Super Bowl weekend? Like, as part of anything, I I don't think so. You don't think
7: so? No, I think he's got his toes in the sand. Just, you know, I I heard him. He was on Colin Cowherd interview Mm -hmm. and talking about how he's going to take these like 14 months and study, try to get good at what his next thing is going to be. You you know, all right, but will he maybe make it? Who knows? Uh, I think they've got that stuff probably pretty figured out. I feel like he's still. Too close to this to go have fun at a Super Bowl mm. because he wants to be there. Yeah, playing.
6: Oh, it's Sting. I, I listen to him get interviewed by Howard Stern. I like how I like his how he talks. I like I like his personality. We'll see. Yeah,
7: it may or may not work on TV. And we're so fickle. We love Tony Romo. We hate Tony Romo. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, we play that game now. Mm. Liar. Oh. <laughs> uh, what was that line about charging people with murder in Vietnam? is was like handing out tickets at the Indy 500 or whatever from Apocalypse Now? Yeah. I, I, the, the idea that anybody in Washington, D.C. feels good about calling someone else a liar just amazes me. It's weird. Anyone. <laughs> you just, just rapid fire around the room. It's anyone. I don't oh. care. Red, blue, whatever. <laughs> I'm mean, just liar. Yeah. I know you are, but what am I? We'll take a break. When we get back here, our friends from Milliken will join us in studios. We'll talk about Black History Month next.
0: We're everywhere you are. WSOY Decatur, 1340 AM and 103.3 FM, streaming live at nowdecatur.com.
1: This is R.J. Crace with your stories now, brought to you by Shop on Maine. Milliken, in partnership with the Decatur Public Library, is providing free tax preparation assistance for those who qualify this is by appointment only and available for families with incomes of $70,000 or less or individuals with incomes of 35K or less. Again, this is appointment only. Call 217-424-3681 Monday through Friday from 1 to 4 PM to make an appointment. For more info, including a list of necessary documents, go to nowdecator.com. The Lincoln Library and Museum is offering free admission this Saturday and Sunday to celebrate Lincoln's 214th birthday. You've been listening to the
0: Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.